0: My mother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. keep running evil dies tonight I'm, the door. I'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die if you track michael's victims, that's a straight line to michael's childhood home what do we do we fight let's hunt him down Michael Myers is flesh and blood, but a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil. a horror movie podcast. In Season 1 of Slash, we will be covering every movie in the Halloween film franchise. Starting with the original 1978 John Carpenter classic, and ending with the 2022 Halloween Ends, or it. Slash is available everywhere podcasts can be found. You can follow Slash on Twitter at Slash Horror, and you can find every episode of Slash at fansnotexperts.com forward slash slash. Enjoy the show, and remember, it's fun to be scared. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Slash, where today we are talking about Halloween Kills from 2021. This is the second movie in the David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy, and um First of all, thank you everyone for for subscribing and finding the uh, the last episode. It's been a few months since I did one and i want to appreciate and say thank you to everyone who has um you know who found it and subscribed. I appreciate it oh so much so uh this this Halloween kills uh it came out in twenty twenty one originally it was supposed to come out a little earlier because of the whole uh, you know, pandemic thing that happened that pushed it back. Uh, just to give you some quick details. Um, it is uh, it had a budget of $20 million. I wrote less than zombies last mess, but I think that was for the last one. I don't think I deleted that. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about Rob zombie ever again. Um, unless I do a Rob zombie retrospective uh, uh, audio move, uh, music podcast, which I never will. So this had a running time of 105 minutes. It's right there with the last one um and yet it's still it, it wasn't as big a success but there's a reason for that i had a box office of of 90 million 92 million and another 41 million internationally again i said it was um released october 15th 2021 but not just in theaters so i'm going to go through um some of the slash slashopedia I, I took a couple things from wikipedia not too much this time uh but it says in in june 2019 it was reported that a sequel would be uh, begin filming in September 2019, with Green, of course, returning to write the script and direct the movie. Um, Jeremy Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and Matichek. I wrote down her name, and I I only have her last name here because I took it right from Wikipedia, but they all reprised their roles from the 2018 film. On July 8th, 2019, uh, Bloody Disgusting reported that the studio was not only considering filming two sequels back-to-back, but also releasing both of them in October 2020. That that's crazy that's crazy releasing both movies together at the same time i mean i guess trying to get people to go to see both um at once and make a giant killing and kind of bite while the um i was gonna say bite while the apple is hot but that is not a thing strike while the iron is hot i believe is the correct one which again i think has something to do with blacksmithing i don't know uh, but the film, obviously that didn't happen. The film was originally set to be theatrically released on October 16th, 2020. Of course, um, in July 2020, because of the pandemic, it was delayed till October 15th, 2021. Now here's where I got excited. On September 9th, it was announced that in addition to being released in theaters, the film would also be streamed on Peacock, on the paid tiers of Peacock for 60 days. And I remember being very Excited about Halloween Kills, uh, I loved the first movie, and I was like, "All right, they're doing a trilogy. It's called Kills and Ends. This is great. I am pumped." And I was excited for this movie. Uh, and after looking back on it last week, you know, um, after looking back on the last one, I, I really did still enjoy it. Uh, but you know, when 2021 came around for me, I was still like leery of going to movies, going to public places with crowds I, i'd been to a concert two. i think maybe by late 2021 but i was still wearing masks today it just made me feel better uh i don't care what anyone else thought um in fact i actually didn't see a movie in the theater in 2020 2021 or 2022 i was not until i saw the flash this past summer that i i went to uh the theater which i've been now a few times to see a few movies um but I was um, I was one of the few that actually saw the Flash. It was a good movie. Uh, so when I saw this movie was being released on Peacock, I was really happy because I had a Peacock sub- subscription. And I didn't get it because I thought I need to I need to watch this. I need to watch that. I actually did sign up for Peacock for AP Bio, uh, which was just a very underrated great show with Glenn Howerton from Sunday Philadelphia. But anyway, um, I okay. The reason I really have Peacock is because of WWE. So. To let you in, to, for those who don't know, yes, wrestling, uh, they had their own streaming network. They did their own thing. They basically used to do a pay per view every month and charge you fifty bucks, which I would never ever do. I think my brother and I would get one pay per view a year. Uh, but then they moved to a model which was nine ninety nine a month, and you get all the streaming stuff, and you get all the pay per views. And it was like, okay, you know, technically they're charging less to watch a pay per view, but they're getting me to pay every month instead of once a year. Okay, I'll do that. And then a couple of years later into it, they said, okay, uh, we've made a deal with, with a, you know Universal NBC, and all our pay-per-views and everything's moving over to Peacock. So if you have an account, you'll be transitioned transition right into Peacock. And There you go. I had Peacock, and I was ready to watch uh, Halloween Kills. I was so happy. I remember making popcorn, cracking open a soda pop, sat down on my couch on opening night. At the theater, to myself because it was my couch, and um, I got ready to watch the movie. I, I knew, I knew it was you know back. I knew it was following, um, you know, the last story because the last story really didn't. Um, it kind of ended, but it didn't quite. We didn't know where things were going. There was no nothing uh, definite, and um, you know, I I didn't know much about what we were going to see as far as where we went. And I thought that was kind of cool. I actually did enjoy that. But, but before we get there, it picks up pretty much exactly where we left off with Cameron, that jerk who you know cheated on Allison. Well, yeah, he kissed another girl. To me, that's cheating. Boom. Uh, and, and then he took her phone threw it in the punch. I mean, what a dick. So he's walking home from the dance, and he calls his buddy Oscar. He's like, oh, hey, Oscar, pick up. Where are you? But we know. We to remember. Oscar's dead, baby. He is on that fence. He is part of a, a gate. He is just, you know, he is not alive. But you know who is alive? He notices that uh, Officer Hawkins, he's actually, he's like, hey man, hey, you over there? And he goes over to like, to see Hawkins. You think he's dead, but Hawkins is like, I'm not dead. Oh, I guess I, he needs to die. He, and He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he needs to die. The one who's gonna get him. And then boom. We flashback to 1978. And I I wrote down, I was not expecting this, and I remember loving this. Okay, so maybe I didn't know about this. But I kind of love how they did this. So what we see here is generally, or, or I guess this is how he got to, remember in the beginning of Halloween, 2018, you're like, he's in a, he's in a facility. How did he get here? The last thing we saw was he you know, Loomis looked over the balconies and, and he's like, oh no, he's gone. And uh, ding, 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 ding. And you saw all these corners and he could be anywhere. Perfect ending. Of course, they couldn't end it. You get all these sequels, they're all erased. So, what does happen? Well, what happens is people are told uh, there's a dude out there and we need to, you know, find him. And this is how, this is what we see what happened uh, after the original film to get him captured and sent off to, you know, his facility. Uh we see there's cops out there looking for him. We see a young Hawkins. So there's Hawkins, we see a flashback remember he said he was there that night. We see a young Hawkins and we see another cop, uh Jim Cummings who is an actor who I'm starting to become familiar with. Uh he plays officer Pete McCabe and uh my friend Chris is a big fan of Jim Cummings. He actually was in the if you saw the last episode of Barry he played the the actor who was playing barry in the story of barry that you know if you if you know what i'm talking about um but you know they're t- they're talking about they need to find this michael myers guy and mccabe's like yeah i used to know him i knew him when he was a kid and he said how he talked about how he would he was a real quiet kid he would just stare out his sister's window i guess one day he just he just snapped and um we see we cut over and there's some real little shits I'll just call him. And this, this actually movie has a lot of little shits in them. So these little shits are picking on a young Lonnie. Now we saw Lonnie for like, what, two seconds. I think maybe we saw him picking on uh, Tommy at the school. Did he bump into him now? Oh, Tommy bumped into him. I don't remember. It was, you know, 78. And then, but in this, he. We, oh, and, we, and then we see Loomis saying, hey, Lonnie, uh, I want to get the hell out of here. Or whatever he's, I never remember, but it was just Loomis, you know, standing there doing absolutely nothing. So, um, we see this lawning. now we're seeing them getting picked on by a bunch of little jerks. And um, they call themselves, this is what you get when you F them with the Malanies. And so um, cops tell the kids, what are you doing? Don't you know? You got to get home and lock your doors. Now, look, I'm no officer of the law. I'm not even a parent. I have a niece and nephew. And how, how would I deal with them if I drove up? and saw them? Or how would I feel if a police officer drove up to them basically knowing there's a there's a crazy killer on the loose. Say, hey guys, you should get home. Okay, good luck. And then he leaves. No. Officer, maybe put the kids in the car and drive them home. It takes five minutes. What the F? Okay. Luckily, we don't hear about any children murders that night. So the Melanie's run off, and Lonnie's left alone to run home. He uh, runs along and trips, and of course, when he trips, Michael is right there. And um, Lonnie's like, I'm I'm sorry for tripping Tommy Doyle in, picking on him. Like he thinks Michael's gonna kill him. And Michael doesn't kill kids back in the 70s. Obviously, we know what happens in 2018. But in the 70s, uh, Michael, you know, he still has a code, no kids, just teens, grown ups, and dogs. So um, he covers himself, he looks, he's like afraid, you know, to see what's going on. And um no one's there. He looks up and there's no one there. There's kids, there's cops there. And they're like, hey man, what are you doing? Uh, he's like, oh, um, well, they like, get home. So Lonnie runs off and now the cops are right in front of the Myers house. So of course they go in. What are they saying there? They find the dead dog, which I still say, to this day, Michael Myers ate that dog. When they said he was feeding, I have a friend who still be like, no, he didn't eat the dog. Oh, he ate the dog. He ate it. And um, this actually, this this flashback does kind of lead to the end of the movie it is kind of a precursor because what does he do he goes home uh right after the killing why wouldn't he go home they kind of make they kind of make sense that that's what he's looking for when you when you watch this movie It all that does kind of work so they hear a noise they go upstairs pete finds the broken glass but that's the glass that broke when loomis and um and what's his name chief uh I can't think of his name. I'm Noah will remember it because we'll see it later. But that guy, but that guy and, and um, um, Loomis are there, the glass breaks, right? But he looks down and he sees footprints. And he's like, and I see the footprints. I'm like, uh, get out of there, McCabe. He's like, head and field, where nothing ever ha- Oh, no, Michael. Michael jumps out of nowhere. He starts choking the cop. And uh, he's like, He's hitting, you know, McCabe and, and Hawkins comes in, he's like, Golly, what do I do? And McCabe's like, Well, and he goes to shoot, boom, he shoots McCabe right in the neck, squirt, 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 bleeding. Other the all these other cops arrive, and you hear Loomis going, The evil is here. And the guy's doing Loomis pretty good. So there's a bunch of cops outside. Michael heads right outside. Um, McCabe dies upstairs with Hawkins, and he comes down, and we see we actually see a pretty good CGI Loomis. He's like, did you, did Michael kill? Did he kill? Uh, and you figure, you know, he's going to blame the death on Michael Hawkins is, uh, and we don't see it right now. Uh, but, and I'm not adding that kill to the kill count because even though Michael is technically responsible for it, he didn't actually kill this guy and it's a flashback, so it shouldn't matter at all. So it's a pretty great shot of Michael on the front lawn, very much reminiscent of him as a kid on the same lawn, When his parents took the mask off and they all just stood there and they waited the camera went away and no one did anything remember that uh but this time there there's like a bunch of cops there all pointing their guns at him and he doesn't move and we don't see what goes on from there we just see all these cops we see him frozen and boom halloween kills the credits come in now we see a bunch of pumpkins in various stages of being on fire in the credits, I do appreciate that they put Charles Cyphers, Nancy Stevens, and Kyle Richards all on the same title card since they're all reprising their roles from the original movie. Of course, we have other characters that are showing up in the original movie uh, from the original movie, but it's not the same actors. And, you know, of course, Nancy Stevens has been there. She's just, this isn't her, her second rodeo. Uh, she was also in Halloween 2. She was also in H2O, where, of course, you know, Michael already killed her. Um, so now we jump over to Halloween night. 2018 so basically we're present day at the bar um and remember it's 2018 that year to me is very important with how some of the things in this movie go or don't go Uh, so we're at the bar and we see this husband and wife uh, watching a talent show african-american couple i'm pretty sure they're the same ones we saw leaving a house to go out in the last movie because we saw a nurse a woman dressed as a nurse and a guy dressed as a doctor uh and they're you know they're trying to enjoy the talent show but there's some really loud people drinking and um and you know, someone mentions Tommy's name, and I think there's they say Lonnie, and um, the 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 husband's like, oh, those guys are really loud. It's like ah, the the bartender's like, don't let them bother you. They come out here every Halloween, tears in their beers. Uh, so Lonnie calls Tommy up on stage. <laughs> Again, you know, it's like this is like, hey, audience, in case you don't know, uh, here is. What here is some exposition for you, and I feel like that happens a lot. Uh, He's like the great Tommy Doyle is going to come up here and do a bird whistle. He, he, Lonnie, was just putting him on the spot, but he really goes up there to tell a story. And he basically uh, he saw the movie in 1978. He tells the story of Halloween. So we see uh, it's Lonnie sitting there, Nurse Chambers. For some reason, they all hang out, even though Nurse Chambers was in Halloween for the first five seconds. They slapped the, the glass. She drove off and she's like, oh my goodness gracious. Now I'll be forever friends with the, these two kids, three kids from the neighborhood that I didn't, I don't know about and I never visited and I don't know. So logically makes zero sense, but okay. She's hanging out with Lonnie who is um, not the Lonnie from the movie. Obviously he's an actor who I've seen in things like um, hit, um, Midnight Mass. That's like the thing I remember him the most from. But of course, she's, you know, Nurse Chambers originally and Lindsay, played by Kyle Richards, who my wife knows as a real housewife. And I say, no, no, no. She's like act- she actually shows she has some acting chops here. I don't care about that housewife stuff. I have no interest in it at all. But they're all at the bar. And Tommy's like, here we're remembering the victims and survivors. And um, he tells, you know, the, he tells everyone at the bar he's basically for the people watching. These are who they are in case you don't remember them uh and he says we will never succumb to fear this is for laurie wherever you are and that was kind of cool because boom we cut to exactly where laurie is we know where laurie is uh there she's in the back of that truck and she's bleeding and she's you know she's with her her daughter and her granddaughter and they're bleeding in the back of that truck and as they go by as they're getting to the hospital firefighters are driving in the other direction for some reason i thought this was at the end of halloween 2018 I remembered it differently. And she's like, no, let him burn. Let him burn. And then to me, we cut to what I think is probably the best part of this movie. And I said, if I remember this correctly and going forward, if you go throughout the whole movie, looking back, because I, you know, I'm rewatched, I rewatched it finally. Um, yeah, I'm going to say this is the best part of the movie. It's the more, It's the most fun part, at least. Um, so the firefighters show up and they start taking down the flames, knocking down the fire I think is the term, one of them falls through, they they see the basement gates, they fall through it and Michael's like right there and it's freaky he's like his mask looks like it must be hot as hell in there, like that's very uncomfortable Um, but he goes over, he takes the fireman's like pickaxe or like I forget. I I wrote down what it is it's like a forcible entry tool and he's like I'm going to pickaxe your face, yeah and he chops him right in the face and so we have our first dead kill count number one. Another firefighter comes over. He's like, you down there, Jimmy? I know his name's not Jimmy, but I'm saying that. He's like, take my hand. He leans his hand over. His, he's like, take my hand, take my hand. And Michael Myers is like, I'll take your hand and the rest of your life. And he grabs him, pulls him down. Boom, we hear, ah! Oh! Now, kill count two. But when we hear the scream, um, all the other firefighters in the house are like, what the hell? So they turn around and we get this great shot. And it's actually the green screen or the, the, the picture. It's the, the picture in the show notes. It's the picture for the blog post and it's the background of this video. It's Michael coming out of the house, holding that tool, holding that pickaxe, that forcible entry tool. And he's going to forcibly entry, you know, into some of these guys brains, I'm afraid. Um, But he holds it and he stands there. And I do love that the firefighters also, they hold their axes. They don't run. Now they should have, they probably should have, But they don't run. They just kind of stand there. then they start spraying him with a hose. And I'm thinking, you know, that probably makes him feel better. It might help. I don't know what it's supposed to be doing. Um, And so he just goes, bananas. Chop, kill, stab. Oh, you have a circular saw. Let me turn it in circular saw your face off. And I wrote down um, five, I believe. I didn't check this with anywhere. I counted five killed. um, But I'm not sure. um, Because, you know, but whoever was there, they're dead now. So right now I'm saying already we we have a kill count of seven, seven of those um those firefighters. We jump back over to the hospital, where I think Laurie just hangs out for the rest of the movie in the hospital. Like she does not leave the hospital. Uh, Karen says her name right now. She's like my mother, my mother. Laurie Strode, and we see this old security guy. He's like, huh? Laurie Strode? Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. And of course we zoom in on his name tag. And it says Bracket. And aha, that was his name, Chief Bracket, from the 1978 Halloween. Uh, Michael actually killed his daughter. That was in the car, I believe, right? Annie. Uh, So we see brackets there. He's like, what the hell? And Allison's there covered in blood. Karen's covered in blood, cleaning blood off. Someone's like, are you okay to Allison? She's like, it's not mine. It's not my blood. She's cleaning the blood off her wedding ring. She's in tears. I mean, it's really, really bad. we see laurie in surgery but we find out she's going to be okay we cut over uh to a house where all of a sudden we see this older couple and um i don't recognize the woman it uh but the dude the the husband is lenny clark now lenny clark i guess he is lives in chicago by way of cambridge uh and there's a the wife is like she's into drones and the husband, he's like, "What are you doing?" The drawing one in the other room. Lenny, basically, let me put it this way: Lenny Clark's Boston accent is so strong that he, his name is Lenny Clark. Uh, he's a, he's like a kind of a Boston comedian legend. He's from uh, Cambridge, but he's been on TV shows uh, with um, uh, Dennis O'Leary, another Boston comedian. He he, but he's toured around here. I've seen him with my brother my wife went to see her with her friends like he's a big time you know stand-up comedian still going to this day but i don't know they wanted to put him in this like there are other comedians in this movie but they wanted to put him in in this for a second and um you know he actually has a pretty funny second uh when he goes into the bathroom turn his light on michael myers is in there he smashes the uh, the the light and he screams, closes the door. You think he's dead right there, but he screams and closes the door, and he's like, "Sandra, there's a big fella in our bathroom, and he's wearing a monster mask." Like that was the that was the best line. He's wearing a monster mask, and my thinking is, it's 2018. Why isn't the whole town on lockdown? I understand in '78 maybe they don't have that big of a police presence, but at this point, when a, when a, you know, a uh a hospital or a prison bus gets crashed crashes and there are people unaccounted for and one of them is a killer who killed people in this town maybe have the whole town on alert the lack of news coverage and cell phone coverage that used in this movie is a little insulting to common sense but okay i guess you know i don't know but then he comes out he starts smashing lenny to bits he grabs a fluorescent light, and just walks up and stabs the woman. It's, you know, kind of just matter-of-factly. It was weird, and she bleeds out as Michael is finishing finishes Lenny off. He stabs him with one knife, then he grabs and stabs him with another knife. And it's like he's getting mesmerized, like kill, kill, and he's stabbing and stabbing with all these different knives. Then he takes the last knife and he's like, "Well, this one I'm going to keep." And he walks out the door. I don't know. I guess that's how he gets his his new weapon, even though he had some cool weapons from those firefighters. Uh, but he loves the butcher knife. That is the weapon du jour. So um, we're now at a kill count of nine. Can you believe that already? Uh, we jump back to the bar, and the, the married couple there apologizing to Tommy. He's like, oh, I don't know who you are. You know, let me buy you some rounds. And uh, Cameron, Lonnie's son, calls him. He's like, We need help, Dad. I need help. And now uh, we see that the cops all know what is going on because everyone's with Cameron and now everybody in the pho- in the bar their phone starts pinging they put on the news and they show that two inmates have been account- unaccounted for and that's important we see the face of one inmate and then a, the, the focus pulls and I do like how they did this the focus pulls so the second inmate that they show they, you don't see his actual face but in this movie they say I saw his face I saw his face well we know who these inmates are correct? so if we see the faces of these two inmates would it, wouldn't it be responsible beholden of the of the of the local authorities the news to say hey this other guy he's the he's a big time killer like nobody says that and it's just it seems like in common sense it would be said uh, now it couldn't be said for this movie, it's like sometimes oh, things don't happen so that things can happen in a movie where I think it'd be better if all the common sense things do happen and you still have to figure it out. And that's what makes a really good script with all the things that should happen in the world today with technology do happen, but you still have to write around that instead of shoving it into the corner and just like pushing that aside so that you can write your story. To me, that's to me. Uh, we actually see Julian Julian from the first uh, movie he talks about how his best babysitter is dead and the married couple they're like I recognize that, that little shit he, he's the kid who lives across the street from us so they're about to go uh, Lindsay's like what the hell's going on And Tommy's like this has to be Michael this has to be Michael so the wife goes to the car and she's like someone's in the car she thinks it's Michael she runs back in the bar again thinking that someone is Michael in this movie is a, a theme thinking this short little stumpy dude is Michael is a theme uh, this guy, she she runs right back into the house. She's like, someone's in the car. Someone's in the car. So Tommy grabs the bat. He puts a tip in a donation box. He brought, gra- grabs it back because he's going to go out there because Tommy's tough. Uh, and he, he says, love lives today. And he, he the box actually says, love lives today on it. So he puts a donation uh, in the box, I guess to because he borrowed the bat. But either way, um, the it's the donation box's fault. Uh, and, and Marion, the nurse's fault because she says, but evil dies tonight and when I first heard it, now I thought, I blamed homie for this, but when I first heard her say it, I thought, oh god there it is, and I feel like that line right there, evil dies tonight is, which it didn't um, or at least it didn't in this movie you feel at some point it's got to be past midnight, so it might not have happened um, but That's what this movie is most known for, like notoriously known for in a negative way. Evil dies tonight. Just oofah. Whenever I hear it now, it just, it drives me up a wall. And sometimes it happens in like, in ways like it's even worse than I thought. I always blame, you know, Tommy for this, this mantra, this dumb mantra, but uh. so he goes out with the bat and, um, you know, I do like that. He's not afraid. He's ready to end this. He's like, "I'm ready to get this mofo out of uh, out of the out of my life." The car turns on, the stereo turns on. He's like, "Come on." He starts hitting the car and I was like, "Dude, that's my car if I was the 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 husband there." I never remember their name. They're a husband and wife in this movie. But um the car just takes off and drives sporadically, crashes into an electric pole, electricity pole, whatever you call it, electrical pole. Uh, they go over, of course they go over, and it's empty. But we see that it's the other escaped inmate. Not the murdering one, just this guy. And this guy's annoying. The fact that this guy's in the movie is annoying. The fact that of what happens to this guy in the in the movie is annoying. The fact of how people react to this guy in the movie is annoying. This whole thing almost becomes like a major part of like what happens and I hate it. Am I right? I believe, I believe that's, I hate it. Uh, so, okay. We cut over and I completely 100% forgot about these two dudes in this movie. It's big John and little John. Now I like both these guys. Okay. I've seen them mostly in comedies. Michael McDonald. He directs a ton of TV. I first knew of him from mad TV. Um, Scott, Scott, MacArthur, the first time I remember seeing him was on The Mick, a short-lived but very funny show that was on Fox starring Caitlin Olsen from Always Sunny Philadelphia. I think he, he was in the that that El Camino Breaking Bad movie. He I think he was also in Breaking Bad um as well. But anyway, they live in a house that looks pretty, pretty, pretty familiar. Uh, they're hanging out when the doorbell rings, and a girl uh, plays a prank on them. She's like my my friend swallowed... Remember the, I said there were shits, little shits? Well, here they are. My friend swallowed a razor blade. And they go out to check on him. It's like, oh my God. While they do that, another kid uh, in one of the silver shamrock masks... In fact, I believe these kids... We don't see them all in them, but these kids have all three masks. So he, he goes into the house and steals the candy. I'm like, these little pricks. They should be arrested. <laughs> and um, also, what are they doing? I wrote it here. What are they doing out? Cell phones are invented... They should know what's going on the the whole town should be they should be like alerts that you get Amber alerts on your phone you can get emergency alerts on your phone you don't it doesn't have to be a text it doesn't have to be you know you're, you're browsing social media you could get a pop it'll just pop up automatically a shelter in place get home no um you know 1988 I wrote 1978 totally would get this 1988 fine 1998 even but 2018. I mean, it is ridiculous. So anyway, um, they try to scare these kids. Uh, and the two, the two, I could get the two grownups, the two adults. They're they're putting down their phones. They're having a nice evening, listening to music, maybe watching a movie. I could get that, somewhat, somewhat. But anyway, they try to scare the kids. They're like, "Don't you know whose house this is?" They're like, "No," uh, and they he'd say, they start telling them about Michael Myers. "Don't you know who he is?" And they're not scared. And he's like, oh, yeah? And I'm, I'm saying this because this is how he said it. He goes, well, he stabbed his sister in the tits right upstairs. And I, the, using that line on the kid seemed to freak him out because sometimes we can still hear him in the wind calling out her name or still hear her name calling out in the wind. I don't know what it was. But anyway, that does scare them away. And we jump back over to the hospital. Now, we don't see them for a while after this. I think. Again, I almost forget about them. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're back. Back at the hospital, Officer Hawkins shows up alive. Um, and Allison, I feel like she should be a little more surprised um, than she shows. Like, she's like, oh, huh, he's alive. Hmm. Like, I feel like she should be like, what the hell's going on? And another dumb thing in this movie that I hate she looks into a morgue with wide open windows. Dead bodies just strewn about. She sees the tag. I think she sees the tag for the doctor, New Loomis. Just like, oh, there's his, there's his corpse. That's so dumb. And it comes up again with another kid. Uh, one of the the kid we see Oscar. We see his mom looking later, and just see her his, her face. You know, her son ripped to shreds, um, right out there in the open. Now I understand when there's there's a there's like a panic going on, that maybe accidentally something is done Uh, once but it seems like in this hospital it's just left wide open And like nobody writing the script would say why would it be open they're like no it is open because it's why is it open because it's open they can see them because it's open there's no logic it's we need this to happen so we're going to write it because this is what happened does it make sense? No. Would it happen? No. But we're going to write it that way because it does happen and it needs to happen for our story. I hate that. That is dumb. So a cop actually ends up asking Allison, can I have some more questions? They're talking to Karen too. Uh, and she was told, you know, she she says, you know, I was always told not to talk about it. My grandmother and Michael Myers and Karen's also being talked about. Uh, it sounds like she's actually blaming her mother. She's like, she put him in our path. He murdered my husband. There's just a lack of consistency with Karen's character um, and some of the logic that she has with the hospital and her daughter. And I, I wrote down notes. I'll get to it. But it's, to me, extremely poor writing. Where the last movie gave us a uh, right and it's two of the three writers, there's a third different there's a different dude writing at this time, but we have um, you know the um, Gordon Green, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, they're back. Now we got some dude named Scott teams. I don't know. I think he's written some other horror things, but um the fact that he he was brought into this movie makes me think, oh, maybe the last guy was there to be like, hey, This doesn't make any sense. Or hey, why would she do this? I understand in the last movie she's not. She doesn't trust her mother. She doesn't believe these things are you know should happen. But then they do happen, and then she says some other just she makes some really dumb choices, really dumb thoughts in this movie, and her ultimate um. her, Her like where she ends up in this movie, is dumb so much dumb in this movie uh and the this we're not at we're not even at the dumb point yet she just said, oh uh, you know she just didn't um trust her like she's not that she trust didn't trust her mother, but she was like you know she put her in in our path it's like it's almost like she doesn't um it, like I said she's blaming them you know and I just i don't know it bothers me so um They said, oh, this is what they said. They go, how did Michael know where to go? How did Michael know where to go to uh, grandmother's house? Don't get me started with grandmother. Uh, And Alice is like, he didn't know. It was the doctor. It was his obsession. And I'm racking my brain going, what? What? And they use this later. They go, no, he, he wasn't even a connection with Laurie. Like my Jaws Cup. For those of you not watching on YouTube, I'm, I have a Jaws Cup that I got through Fright Rags. I think I've talked about this last time. And I'm wearing a flowery shirt. I don't know. I bought this at Old Navy. Um, and it's like, it just makes me feel like I'm going to Hawaii, even though I'm, I'm on a couch in Massachusetts. I'm not even on a couch. I'm at a kitchen table in Massachusetts. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Drinking Pepsi Zero. I made myself with my Soda Stream. You can all advertise if you want. No no one's going to. Um, Oh, so she says, how did Michael know where to go? And Allison's like, oh, he didn't know where to go. It was a doctor's obsession. And I'm thinking, huh? Okay, so the doctor drove him on a road. And I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this. The doctor drove him on a road. He got out with the police officer. Um, they killed the police officer, put him in the car, drove him some more, he he got out, killed the doctor, and then Allison ran through the woods to the house. How did Michael know from there? Well, which house is Laurie's? Where am I going? What's going on here? So you're saying the doctor drove him, you know, half a mile away? And he just said, oh, gotta, it's got to be one of these houses, and he's the first one he finds, like, it doesn't... That logic, which... They use, as a kind of a major part of this movie, it's not about him trying to find Laurie. It's about him. I mean, we've watched the movie. It's about him going home. The ultimately ends up at his home. This is not about Laurie at all. Where they said, originally they said the movie, the first movie is about Laurie and Michael Myers. The second movie is about the people of Haddonfield and Michael Myers. I read that somewhere. Um, but now they're saying, oh, it has nothing to do with Laurie, really. It's just um, he wanted to go home. Really? He wasn't even looking for it? It was just happy accident. Like, hey, I know you. Like, I don't know. I'm just not sure I'm buying it. Um, so, I like the Karen's with the sheriff and she's uh, she just in this movie. And I'm wondering, did the term Karen come from this movie? I know it didn't, but Jesus. She's like, we got him. Shot him in the face. And we left him to burn him alive. And she's so proud that she killed him. There's a lot of this movie. Laurie's like, yeah, we did it. We killed Michael Myers. And um. The cop's like, I'm sorry, Karen, no one told you? And at that moment, uh, they both find out. At that moment, like, what the F? They go find out that Michael Myers is still alive. Karen tells Allison, go sit with grandmother. Go into grandmother's room. And um, two seconds before, she said Laurie put them in the path. And now she says, go sit with your grandmother. Like, I'm sorry, maybe keep some distance. And that comes up more in this movie. And it pisses me off. Well, I shouldn't say it pisses me off because it's just a movie. It bothers me because it's dumb. So, um, and I said again, I hate grandmother. I hate it so much. Cameron shows up. He's like, he apologized to Allison. Now, okay. In the grand schemes of scheme of things, she forgives him because there's a lot of murdering going on. So I understand real life stuff is happening. Uh, and he's like, look, you should come with me. We, My dad and Tommy, we're going to go Michael Myers hunting. And She's like, yes, that's great. And Karen says, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Michael Myers is on the way to this hospital. So let's stay here and protect your grandmother. What? If anything, I'd be like, okay, have everyone protect your grandmother. But if Michael Myers is coming here, you need to go away from here Now, don't go haunting him, but don't stay here with, you stay with your grandmother and wait until the killer comes. What? That drives me nuts. It's the dumbest thing. I actually rather Sit in the room and wait, wait with your grandmother for the killer to arrive. Now, Missy! Oh, my God. That annoyed me so much. So, um, by the way, Laurie didn't show up until 19 minutes in the movie. And uh, she hasn't been awake still. I, I don't know exactly what time we are in this movie, but um, it's been a while. I'll, so Allison's like, I'll go in and see grandmother. She sits down and she remember the knife we that she had on the truck. And I think we got a little flashback to remind people because everyone assumes people are dumb. She shows she has the knife, she's like, I still got this, and she wraps it up and leaves it with grandmother. I said, This is for you, grandmother, in case you need it. Kisses her on the forehead and leaves. Um, so we jump over to Tommy and Lonnie, they're outside the hospital. And Tommy mentions there are 11 dead. 11 dead from over at Laurie's compound. He even knows it's a compound. but And he says they're all first responders. And you have to remember, that includes, um, so I said there were seven or five, I think. I'm not sure. Um, five, six, seven, I think. He said 11, so that'd be four more. There were the two cops. Um, there was the uh, doctor, and maybe a couple other people. But I, I'm still counting those five cops. So we, the first responders include some you know, previous murders from the previous movie. Um, so they're ready to all come together and take Michael out. That includes the married couple. That includes Nurse Marion. Uh, that includes Lindsay. And Allison shows up too. And she's like, we're all going to do it. And Tommy, like, they start just going around and just alerting the town because again, no one has a cell phone. No one has the internet. Nobody talks to each other. It's just, it feels like it was written for a different time and it written to just ignore the, the norms of today's society. So, um, Tommy just starts going to gas stations. I'm looking for people, strong people, good people. Uh, you know, I'm looking for people who want to fight and kill a murderer. Who's with me. And, but I did notice this time around is there's a bench in the background and it's kind of cute. It's big John and little John together on a bench and I'm assuming they're realtors. Um, well, meanwhile, Lonnie's driving around with Cameron and Allison, and they're yelling at people: "Get in your house! Get in your house! It's not safe!" And the people are like, huh? "What? Like, what are they on their front lawn listening to their phonograph? I mean, what year is this?" Uh, we see Lindsay, Marion, and the doctor uh, are dressed. Oh, the doctor dressed like a nurse, and the nurse dressed like a doctor. The married couple—they're out doing their own thing while Tommy continues to organize. Continue to organize. We haven't seen Michael Myers in over fifteen minutes. No idea where he is. Um, but the foursome of Lindsay, Marion, and the husband and wife—they notice some kids playing off in the playground all alone. Now we didn't realize it's those same cocky little shits that were with the Johns. Uh, and they—they they actually it was kind of funny. They, she runs over and she tells them, "You got to go home." And they're like, Have you, "You know, there's a guy here with a white mask. I think he's a pervert. He just keeps staring at us." And there he is. And Lindsay turns and sees Michael Myers. He's like, "Hi, I'm over here." And he's holding a knife, and he's holding a silver shamrock mask. He's holding that skull mask, and there was the, the same kids, you know, the mask that the one of the kids had earlier. Now I realize there's only two of these kids. They're like that's Dennis's mask, so Dennis is dead. Again, we're in the we're in the current time. Michael Myers kills children now. In '78, he didn't, but in 2018, he likes to kill the kids. So we're at a kill count of ten now. So, so he's like, "Get the hell out of here! Go home!" They run. Uh, Michael's is like. Oh my God, Marion's in that car. Just for old times' sake, he jumps on the car like it's 1978. Um, it's a little on the nose, but okay. Marion starts shooting, blank, like hey, her, her, starts shooting all over the place. Michael grabs her, rips her hair, uh, but the wife falls out of the car. Oh my God! I'm just I, I'm, the more dumb is coming. Get ready. Uh, the husband tries to get Marion out. Meanwhile, Lindsay is putting bricks in a sleeping bag. One of the kids left a sleeping bag behind for trick or treating, so she's putting bricks in and uh uh marion goes hey michael and she has the gun and goes this is for dr loomis and goes to shoot without any bullets and i'd be like why did she say that what do you mean it's for dr loomis like they caught him that night loomis won loomis died thinking i won he's dead he's in jail at least and um even michael's like why did you say that that's very awkward oh you don't have any bullets stab 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 and she is dead Kill count, 11. Um, Now the nurse guy intervenes like, hey, what are you doing? He tries to choke Michael with his stethoscope. Michael's like, oh my God, your stethoscope. Hold on, let me grab this knife and put it through your eye. You're dead. Kill count number 12. Now we get one of the dumbest kills in this entire movie. Gunshots, okay? We get the doctor wife who's dressed like a nurse. She starts shooting, shooting, shooting. She mentioned she had experience with guns earlier, but apparently it's shooting guns. It's not hitting targets because she's missing everything. So here is the dumbest thing. She gets near the car, okay? She puts her her gun out. Michael kicks the car door, okay? It hits her hand, and her hand turns, and she's like, oh, no. Well, I'm going to shoot now. Shoots herself in the face, okay? I'm counting this, because Michael, you know, he kicked the door, and the door killed her, even though she technically died of being dumb, I'm counting this murder because he knew exactly the moment. He's like, let me just time this and kick, shoot, dead. So kill count, 13. So I'm thinking, like, Tommy's putting together this team of elite people, and right now, none of it's working out because there's a foursome that's now a onesome. And who's that onesome? It's Lindsay. She comes out of nowhere with with a brick bag and smashes Michael in the face, and he barely reacts. He starts choking her. She's going to be dead, but she reaches for the mask and pulls it off him. And he's like, no, I'm ugly. Like, that's the one thing he will not stand for. that distracts him enough that she runs off and gets away. Um, She runs, but, you know, I love that she's running and he's just like, I'm walking slowly. I'm not going to use up my cardio. I'm not going to, you know... um, you know, empty my system, I'll just, you'll keep running, you'll get tired, and I'll just be right behind you, ready when it happens, and it wouldn't, no, so Lindsay's hiding, and Michael's looking around, and it would have been, I thought it would have been funny if all of a sudden Lindsay's like, oh, oh no, and Michael's like, I found you, you're dead, um, but Michael instead walks over this beautiful little bridge, and I guess just keeps on walking, and as far as we know, Lindsay lives to see another day, we cut back to the hospital, and Laurie wakes up, and she's like, "Where's Allison?" And Karen's like, uh, well, "She's in the other room." But she sees the a card that she left behind. She's like, "I'm," you know, she leaves a card behind saying, "I've got to go do this." Blah blah blah. And um, and then Karen starts complaining, "What are people with all these bloody shirts?" So she takes the shirt, which of course has the knife, and it doesn't notice it. puts it in this hamper bag, and we're thinking, "Okay, that's gonna come back, right?" And and with the whole hospital, everything going on, Officer Hawkins is suddenly wheeled into the exact same room. He's in recovery. We jump over. Lonnie, Allison, and Cameron are driving. And they come across Tommy, who came across Lindsay in the empty car. And Lonnie was like... Uh, before that, though, Lonnie was telling Allison a funny story about her dad. Um, Tommy's like, I don't know what's going on. There's blood, but there's no body. But well, we know that three of them are dead. We know. So, um... What does Michael do, the little prankster? They they go and for some, for some reason they start splitting up for, in two different groups for some dumb reason. But they walk near the playground and then all of a sudden they come together and they see two dead bodies in the silver shamrock masks, the husband and the wife, and they're on this little you know merry-go-round wheel turny thing. And there's Marion hanging in the third shamrock mask, and um, you know, like they're they're dead, and Tommy's just like. I'm gonna get you. He doesn't like, like, he doesn't like freak out or cry. Go, oh my God, all oh, my friends are dead. We're not gonna be able to have that, you know, that drink next year. Uh, not most of you. Some of you may. Well, actually, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, Tommy. So they find Lindsay who's freaking out. She's like, I saw his face. I saw his face. Said, you did? I feel like you saw his mask and you kind of like, you know, you pulled half of it off. And, um, you know, the fact that all this is going on and, and the two teenagers, Allison and Cameron, are not constantly pissing and shitting themselves because that's not not like literally, but I would just be completely a mess. I'd be like, I want my mommy. I want to go home. I want to go back to the hospital. Speaking of back to the hospital, Laurie's now talking about Frank. And apparently they almost hooked up back in the day. Actually, it wasn't even that back in the day. I think it was just at one point after what happened. She was like, I was so messed up. And he helped her. He always liked her. And she always liked him. And they kissed once, but nothing more. Uh, And she was drunk. But he knew that she was sweet on Ben Tramer. And I'm thinking, well, shit. At least Ben Tramer in this timeline is alive. He didn't get run over. Didn't get exploded. Um, And she tells him, she's like, we did it, by the way. We killed Michael. And he's like. Yes, that's great. Wonderful news. And, and you and I are just like, oh, you friggin' idiots. Nobody asks. So then a nurse comes in and gives um, Hawkins some pain medicine, and they focus because they want to just telegraph things. They focus on the medicine a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm sure that's going to be used later. Something's going to be pointed out that's important later. Um, we jump back over. We see Tommy. Tommy's gang is together uh, for a moment, they're tending to Lindsay, and they're talking about how they used to dare him to go into the to the Myers house, and Lonnie's like, I actually never did that. I lied. I didn't go in. That scene seems really weird to be right there, inserted there. They found Lindsay. They bring her over. They're like, "Oh, You know, they're having a little quiet moment, of all of them talking. Not going anywhere, just kind of hanging out. And then the next time we see them, all of a sudden it's like, they're going crazy bringing Lindsay into the hospital. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... um. We see lee bracket talking to the current sheriff he's like i when i was a sheriff i you know this i i didn't have a chance to kill him i was dealing with my daughter he's like complaining about it and the sheriff's like okay dude okay old man that's okay um and we now get to some real dumbness where people start kind of freaking out in the hospital they're getting restless while they're waiting for more cops to come from neighboring cities because they can't handle it themselves and Oscar's mom is there. She's like, "Um, have you seen my son? His name is Oscar. And it's like, no, your son is a gate now. Well, even though we know he's not, we think he's just still hanging on the gate, hanging out. Uh, But he's at the gates. He's at the pearly gates now, actually. Uh, So Tommy runs in with Lindsay. Now, two seconds ago, they're just hanging out by the car and talking good old times. But now he runs in with Lizzie, Lindsay. And um, like they, she gets wheeled away. We don't see Lindsay for the rest of the movie. He talks to Karen, uh, and he wants. Um, and Karen still wants her daughter back at the hospital because Michael's coming there. You need to stay here because this is where the killer is coming. So dumb. And was it Tommy? I wrote down the boogeyman is at large. Somebody said that it happened. Oh, and he didn't say. Oh, by the way, um, these three these people are dead. He never. It never comes up. Uh, but oh he starts telling people the boogeyman's at large he's like the cops aren't doing anything so he's telling you i'm gonna go kill a guy in front of the sheriff and it doesn't seem to ha- have any effect on anybody people start yelling evil dies tonight evil dies tonight the chant happens and no one sits there and goes this is stupid right uh tommy rushes um oh he rushes into laurie and he gives more exposition and he says laurie Marion is dead um, but I'll protect you the way you protected me 40 years ago when I was a kid. Like, he says that to her, Laurie's like, I know, I was there. But it's like, in case we forgot. And um, she's like, tonight we fight. Go fi- go and find him, Tommy. Go. I like, and Laurie's doing nothing. She never leaves. She, I think she goes in the hall for a couple times. Uh, she tries to stop Laurie from getting up and doing anything, but Laurie, remember that pain medicine I told you was going to come back? She's like, ah she screams like it's the worst thing in the world it's just a shot just kind of don't jam it in. just put it in and maybe she just had to had to jam it in but um she's like she takes the shot and she's like look i told you it would come back and and she says maybe for him to die i have to die too and i was like that's some real dumb shit right there that's some real stupid like thing to say so all of a sudden hawkins wakes up he's like What's going on? Mm-mm. And Laurie knows where the knife is. I guess it was in the hamper. Maybe it was on the chair. I don't know. Uh, but she grabs the knife. I mean, there's just there's just so much nothing going on in this movie. And then we go back to the Johns. Remember the Johns? We cut back to them. Um, someone's knocking at their back door. You know what? This should, like I think Michael just goes here because he, they go to the front door. They go to the back door. Uh, someone's in the back door. We see a bloody handprint. And it's like, someone's in our house. And Big John takes off his rings and grabs a a knife. Little John grabs a knife. I'm like, you jerks, run. You still don't know what's going on. Uh, And ooh, it gets even worse with them. So in the hospital, there's all this craziness going on. And that other inmate who escaped, he's like, help me, help me, help me. And all of a sudden, people are like, is that Michael? like you, there's commotion so they can't see what's going on all led by tommy who should have charges put up on him and if he had a chance to have it put up on him um but they all think it's michael they can't see him it's so dumb and people still yell evil dies tonight like at one point um he i don't even know this is the part where like one there's the gif uh that i that i tweeted out it's like excuse me evil dies tonight like he climbs over some people to chase after this guy in the hospital. Oh, it's so dumb. So um, back at the old house with the Johns, there's a lot of creeping and going. And I like this kind of stuff where you go into rooms, you're creeping, and then Michael pops out. Uh, Michael does pop out. He takes Big John, squeezes his head. Little Johns are right there. His husband is right killed in front of him, and he goes, "Michael, you've come home." Like that's his response, dude. What? Th- that's what you say. That is now. That is so friggin'. Dumb and um now he's dead too because you hear ah Michael kills them both and we're at the kill count of 15 back at the hospital. It's complete anarchy. They're they're chasing what they think is Michael Myers, and it's just some guy. Laurie's trying to tell them it's not him, it's not him. And I remember thinking when this first happened, like this was kind of this mob mentality was in reference to those assholes on January 6th, the Capitol. Um, but it just must have been what I got out of it because this was filmed. Way before that ever happened. So um, Laurie actually fights off a guy, all the commotion, but she gets knocked over. And then at that point, that's when Oscar's mom looks into the stupid morgue room that's stupid right there. Dead bodies lying right there. So dumb. And she's like, no. We see his ripped face. He's like, I'm dead, mama. The entire, this entire scene is ridiculously ludicrous. A doctor shoves Karen out of the way to run away. They're basically chasing some other dude while way over at John and John, they're getting brutally Tommy punches a cop to get through. Larry thinks um this chaos, he's like, This chaos is all part of Michael's masterpiece. I'm like, what? Michael doesn't care about this or know about this at all. He's just a simple dude trying to kill people. He's not trying to create anything else. Oh my god, it's like, do these people even know what they're doing with this? They they took. Such and I and I, I'm here, it only gets worse, but they took such an, a good movie, a good, simple movie, and they tried to. I don't know what they tried to do with it. They tried to expand upon it and made it worse. Hawkins is like, it's, it's not your fault. I could have killed him, it's mine. And then we get another flashback, and um, we see that, of course, he took the shot. Um, Remember we said he took the shot, but he killed the guy by accident. We see continuation of that flashback um, where the cop, oh, a cop knocks Michael down, and oh, actually, this is two different points, two different things. Um, so first, um, we see my, him come out and um, Loomis is about to, you know for some reason, all these place around, but Loomis has the gun. they they knock Michael over, he takes the gun, he's like, "I'm going to shoot you. That's not Loomis. Uh, but he's like he's about to shoot him and the other cop grabs hawkins grabs his hand and points it up in the air and um he's like he couldn't let him kill him he's like i still thought there was a person in there someone's baby boy was in there but now i know in pure evil it needs to die. so karen out of everyone finds the man who's hiding uh while the crowd you know they're not quite there yet she's like come on i'm not going to hurt you come with me And she locks him in a hallway and she's like, you'll be fine in here. Don't worry. And then the stupid crowd of stupid assholes smash through. The guy seems all alone in this chaos and people are yelling, evil dies tonight. Some mom, evil dies tonight. They're smashing windows. Uh, And he's like, you know what? Not me. He's like, he thinks they're coming for him. Well, they are. They just think he's Michael Myers. He smashes a window. He jumps. He falls to his death. The crowd—they're still chanting, and of course they have to show the gross broken body. And Tommy goes downstairs, and Brackett's like, "It's not him. It's not him." And Tommy's like, "Well, how do we know it's not him? We we've never—we've only seen him wearing a mask. I'm like, did the mask make him a foot and a, a half taller?" Tommy, I wrote you, stupid asshole. I, Tommy Doyle, he's this—he's this cute little kid in, um, in Halloween. Uh, now in the original. The original timeline, we see Tommy Doyle again as, as Paul Rudd. Um, a little creepy the way he stares, but all in all, you know um, he is a, a good, good character. Anthony Michael is a good actor too, but he, and it's not him. He's doing he's doing exactly what is asked of him, and these guys just ruined and made me hate Tommy Doyle. This character, the fact that he's like he's—I st- said—he should be charged with manslaughter. This entire group of people should be named in some sort of wrongful death suit. The hospital should be sued. The town should be sued. This family—if he has any next of kin—they would be sitting on a bank, a bank of a bank roll or whatever, his money. And uh, they're like, evil dies tonight, and I feel like my brain cells are dying tonight. And someone said. Now he's turning us into monsters. I was like, "Oh, it's so poignant," um, but that death's not going on the kill count because Michael didn't do it. Those paranoid, you know, mob of, of of douchebags did it. So we go to another flashback, and that's where we see that um, Hawkins is telling, you know, "I only tried to do the right thing," and this cop is like, "Look, this we'll just cover it up. We'll say that Pete shot himself by accident trying to take Michael out." In reality, it's not like you know an innocent man was killed. He was good. If if Hawkins didn't take the shot, McCabe was dead. Hawkins took the shot, trying to save him. It didn't work out. But so I don't mind this cover up all that much. I'm sure that he's living with guilt. But you know, if he if he hit the shot, and his guilt also is also not letting Loomis kill Michael Myers. But um, the whole cover up thing, you know, it's it isn't. It isn't like, oh, my God, that's inc- that, I can't believe that happened. It's like, all right, that happened. So um Laurie thinks, you know, he's coming here for me. And Hawkins is like, hey, uh, he's no, he's a killer. The doctor took him to your house. And I'm like, did he? Kind of. It's like he talks about how he heard Michael would stare out the window. But maybe he was just looking at his own reflection. And I was like, that is some bullshit. Um, but Hawkins... Says he wants one thing. Oh, he's talking about um Michael. Michael wants one thing, and that's home. And you're like, oh, he's just like E.T. Michael Myers, stab home. Mm. It'd be awesome at the end if Laurie and Mike Laurie's crying and Michael goes, I'll be right here. And then he stabs her. Uh. Uh, anyway. We go to the home. Who do we see outside the Myers house? We see Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison. And I don't know. Why is he there? Why do they go there? I forget. But um, Tommy's like, look. And he talks to Karen. He's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going down swinging. Uh, And he's with Karen. And she's like, I think they're all going to start going to the Myers house. They're heading there because... Hawkins said it to Laurie, Laurie said it to Karen, Karen said it to Tommy, so they're heading there, and, and Lonnie and Cameron, are, I mean, I don't even know, but Lonnie's like, all right, listen, if anything happens to me, I'm going in alone, I'll be right back, and he knocks on the door, and he goes in, and boom, right away, a gunshot, and Cameron and Allison are like, what? So they rush in, <sighs> so this is like, kind of, the not quite the, the grandstand stand but kind of. Allison opens the door, shoots a pumpkin in a closet. They go upstairs and um, they find the two dead. John's posed in the same way that there was a photo of theirs because Michael's a prankster. And then she takes a uh, she takes the knife out of little John, ready to use it. Cameron's in another room approaching a closet and he sees bleeding. He looks up and he sees his dad. He sees that Lonnie is gone. And I was just like, oh, he's dead and smushed in the attic space and uh, Kill count 16, but right after he sees his dad is dead, Michael comes out of nowhere, stabby stabby. Allison comes out and actually stabs and fights Michael, but he throws her down the stairs. Looks like she almost breaks or twists an ankle, and thankfully Cameron's still alive. He's still alive, and then Michael smashes him over and over and over and over and over and over, and, over and, over. and twists. Oh, and you think maybe he's still alive? He's like, <sighs> Michael comes around on the the, the um, steps. He's like, twist, boom, breaks his neck. And now Cameron is dead, too. Kill count now at 17. And we're not close. There is many more deaths to come. Don't you worry. But um, now Allison is inches away. Michael's inches away from stabbing Allison. and She's like, do it. Do it. I'm like, what? But then you realize she's not talking to Michael. She's talking to her mom. And her mom's like, I will do it. And she takes a friggin' pitchfork and stabs Michael in the back. There was a pitchfork on the front lawn and the, in the front porch, of the decoration of the John's house. So she probably should have stabbed him more than once, but stabs him, kicks him in the head, takes his mask off. He gets right up, but we still don't see his face. She's like, you want your mask? You want your mask? Come and get it. Now this was end up being, I don't know why they thought it would work. Cause if he wants to go home, he's home. He could just be like, no, I'll stay here. Let me close the door, kill your daughter and just, you know relax until more people come and i'll kill them too but he's like um i guess he wants the mask really mad really bad she's like i'm an innocent woman just like your sister come and get it and um he it actually works he gets him to chase her now she runs he just kind of shambles that was the plan i suppose he slowly chases her over to the next street and the mask is just lying there in the road and he goes to pick it up and all these car lights turn on, and you realize he's surrounded. And then Karen says, "Gotcha." Now, this is the—is this the second or third time that Karen's prematurely celebrating the death of Michael Myers? Or I, I just don't like she's like "gotcha," like so matter-of-factly. Uh, we, and I do like that we don't see his full face. We never see his full face, but you do see part of it's burned up pretty bad. And then a bunch of people are there. And one person's the old Sheriff Bracken, now Security guard Bracken. He's got a gun. He says, hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Now, if I heard that man say that, I'd be like, the hell is he talking about? Like, nobody turns and goes, where'd you come up with that? actually, I thought about it in 1978 because that was his line from the first movie. And he says it again because apparently that's his go-to line. Like, I, you know... There's something about, you know, referencing things. But again, logically, why would he say that? The 40 years, he said it to his daughter and, and Laurie, kind of like, hey, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to One Good Scare, like a fun little thing, which then would, was kind of a foreshadowing to the, uh, the, the terror of that night. But now it's like, oh, that's my thing. And no one here is going to know what to make sense. And everyone's like, I'd be like, what did he say? And who is he? Oh, he used to be the chief. Oh, okay. Why did he say that? I don't know. But for us, it's like, oh, he said the line, he said the line, you know. Uh, uh, So we get a group of these uh, Haddon files, and they're ready to beat Michael's ass down. So Michael's like, that's it. So he's like, let me put my mask back on. He bends over, puts his mask back on, and um, they just start beating his ass, and he's like, he's like stabbing. There's no swish. I know in previous movies we heard that. But he starts, um, he starts stabbing and they're just beating his ass over and over like he's swinging but he's not getting to anybody uh, and they're beating his ass down to the ground finally Karen um, gets up stabs him right in the back right in the shoulder and when that happens we cut back to the hospital and Larry uh, Larry, <laughs> Larry is talking to Hawkins uh, and while she's doing that we get this little voiceover of the crime scene where Michael's being taken down so while that's we see this crime scene going on and we see Laurie has this over. She said, I always thought Michael Myers was flesh and bone like you and me, but a mortal man could not have survived what he's lived through. The more he kills, the more he transcends into something else impossible to defeat fear. People are afraid. That is the true curse of Michael. You can't defeat it with brute force. And I was like, okay, that's a little mumbo jumbly, but okay um hawkins is like if we only knew then what we know now and um okay so while that's going on allison is with her mom and he's like she said he'll always be here won't he even when we can't see him and bracket and tommy go over to look at the body that was left exactly like it was with a knife and conveniently in its back nobody over there They're dealing with, like, I think they're over with the, at the old John's house, the Myers house, not the street over where Michael is and Michael's just lying there and they're like, you know what? He's dead. We did it. Michael's like, no, I'm not. He grabs the knife out of his own shoulder i think and he throws it i think he throws it a bracket killing him he's dead he kills some dude in a tiger costume you know in that tiger costume i'm not gonna say he deserves it but he kills two other random guys then kills two more then i think he kills two more i think now this is where things just get really 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 weird so karen leaves allison to look up into the Myers house like she starts walking into the Myers house now i want you to remind you um oh i'm sorry before she does that she leaves Allison and she looks outside into the Myers house and into it into the sister's old bedroom and he sees she sees a kid dressed as a clown or at least we see a kid dressed as a clown a vision that all of a sudden is not there and i'm like what the hell is that what's going on here so tommy watches as we cut back tommy watches as eight people get slaughtered And still, he goes in with the bat. He's like, okay, I'm coming. And he goes, and then boom. Stab. Stab, stab, stab. Then he gets smashed with his own bat. Uh, Tommy did get to look him straight into the eye, in his eyes for one moment, but all he saw was black. Nothing. Kill count 26. And we get more of a voiceover. Laurie says, if they don't stop him tonight, Maybe we'll find him tomorrow, or next Halloween when the sun sets and someone is alone. Very dramatic. So Karen, for some reason, walks in to the Myers house. Uh, like now she walks like she walks right past all the cops dealing with her daughter, all the stuff outside. Lonnie and Cameron are still exactly where we left them. I don't see any police tape. I don't see anyone dealing with it. Nothing. There's two dead bodies, and she just walks up and doesn't seem to even care. Like she just walks by. Allison looks over her shoulders, like, huh? well, okay, I guess mom's going upstairs for something. Maybe she has to use the bathroom. I don't know, but nobody seems to notice what's going on. Laurie says, you can't close your eyes and pretend he isn't there. Karen goes right over to the Judith Myers bedroom window. She looks out the window and she sees her own reflection. Ooh, Uh, and then she's, and Laurie says, because he is. So all of a sudden she's by the bedroom window. Michael is right there. She turns and screams and gets stabbed to death nobody noticed i don't know how he got from the street walked over went up to the house he knows the back door there's no cops on there nothing he um he just nobody knows him go by everything and just kill this woman because they're all idiots uh and we cut between her getting stabbed larry i said larry again laurie in the hospital um and then michael looks out the window and we see his reflection is he looking out or is he really looking at himself Ooh, because remember they said that, Oh, and Karen is lying there dead. Kill count 27. The movie ends with Michael just breathing as he stands there. Then boom, Halloween kills. And yes, it kills. It killed my spirit. So the credits roll and we get the classic Halloween theme and then we get Hunter's Moon. If you don't know Hunter's Moon, it's from one of my favorite bands over these last few years, Ghost This version is actually quite different from the one on their album. I love this band. I do like it, but I like the album version I think a little better. I wrote down, the last thing I wrote down, is "It's over? As much as I hated a lot of this movie, there was some fun stuff, at least. From what I hear, it's about to get even worse. Hooray. So, they do have the payoff. The setup of, you know, oh he just wants to go home. Uh, That was used a couple times. The whole thing of him looking out the window, whatever, uh, you know, i like the flashback stuff i like how it was done um i even thought the 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 the, the digital loomis was pretty good too and um i think that was pretty much most of what i liked i like seeing the silver shamrock masks i liked the like the characters of the johns but the way it was like michael you've come home dumb um tommy doyle Mike Anthony Michael Hall who I like it just his whole story arc was awful and the whole evil dies tonight was awful and you bring in these people and they just get killed pretty quick the whole hospital thing with the other guy in the mob terrible Um, I think I get what they were going for but I just don't need it in a Halloween movie I didn't need it in this uh, I didn't need this whole thing where Mike, it's not even about Michael. Mike's not even there. It's them dealing with what they think is Michael. Uh, I didn't like it at all. Uh, but this shirt looks good, right? I still feel like Hawaiian. Uh, and Laurie's barely in it. She barely, barely does anything. It's just like, I feel like this is mostly, almost like Anthony Michael Hall is like one of the biggest parts of this movie. And his whole thing with Evil Dice tonight was just Freaking dumb. And then, of course, they kill off Judy Greer. They kill off, so Laurie's now, her daughter's dead. Like, now we have to deal with that. Like, what, where do you go from there? I guess you go, you end it, and Halloween ends. And that's what we're going to see next time. So, I am interested to see how this all plays out. <sighs> My goodness gracious, I am, um, I'm curious. That's so all I'll say is I'm curious. Um, but that's not for another week or so. I gotta gear myself up. And I'm wondering, should I watch it and then watch it again for the for notes? Like, do I dare put myself through it twice? And I think that's probably the right way to do it. I need to, because you know, both of these times, this is multiple watching. I've seen these movies before, and I feel like it helps. I don't want to just sit there and take notes. I want to absorb this movie as of just watching a film then come back go through it take my copious notes too many notes maybe I should take less notes I tried to but this 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 uh this had like 16 pages of notes and they're bullet points it's not like long drawn out things um but I don't want to do that watching this movie for the first time I want to just absorb it and maybe maybe even after that I'll just hit record and talk like maybe I won't go through it step by step because I'll just hate it so much. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. That's the fun of this. There are no rules with this podcast. It's just I want to talk about horror movies, and I want to talk about every Halloween movie. And after this, I've got one more to do. So I'm excited about that. Listen, my friends, I want to thank you for uh, sticking with the show. I want to thank you for watching it, listening, subscribing, all that fun stuff. If it's on YouTube, I hope you follow us. Uh, the YouTube channel is Fans Not Experts. The website is fans.experts.com uh, but if you're um, on Twitter or you're on X or whatever the hell it's called or you're on um, we're, we're slash horror, you can follow me on Twitter. X. am not going to call it X. On Twitter, Instagram and threads at Geek Mentality and uh, that is it. All 12. 12 Halloweens down. Lucky 13 right around the corner. Ooh, I think this one's on Amazon Prime so I gotta go I, I gotta go watch it there which I will I suppose so uh, that's it that's all I'm done remember evil dies tonight thank you for listening thank you for subscribing and until next time you have to remember it's fun to be scabbed so dumb Fans, not experts.